Hello, I'm Phil Little, host of the Private Investigator Experience Podcast, and along with my co-host, Wade Little. Every week we talk about the cases in the life of a PI. But I'm going to take off my uh, PI hat today, and I'm going to put on my biblical worldview hat as I share some information about what's going on in the Middle East. With world events, I'm being drawn to step out of the crowd and look through my biblical worldview lens at what's going on in the Middle East so I can have a better understanding as I look for facts about what the issues really are. With the madness, deception, lies, misinformation about what is going on in the Middle East, someone has to be willing to tell the facts, and more of us need to step out. There are some that are doing that, but I believe that we still individually need to make a decision about where we're going to stand. And that's going to be my challenge for you when we get to the end of this few minutes together, is will you also step out of the crowd? I thought for some time about the direction that our country is going. Uh, it seems as if, if it's fast-forwarding toward up uh, edge of a cliff off into a deep ravine. You don't have to have a biblical worldview, or even believe in God, to have an uneasy feeling about what is going on around us, in our country, and in the world. If you have any knowledge of world history, you can see parallels to the time that we are in, similar to past countries that have self-imploded and disappeared from history with the same similar conduct and decay that they had that's going on now in our society. We see those parallels. Unfortunately, much of our American and world history has been erased, and it's been replaced with propaganda, untruths, that many of the youth are brainwashed and don't really know what our history really is, where we've come from, who we are, our strengths, not only just our weaknesses. The situation we find ourselves in is critical. I would say it's desperate and action is needed. What I'm hearing in my spirit and when I meditate and think on the, the biblical worldview and what's going on around me is that those of us who see evil, deception, and outright lies, it's time we step out of the crowd to stand for truth and righteousness. How many of you were stunned by this barbaric attack on Israel? And, and then the second uh, uh, onslaught we got was the outpouring of antisemitism around the world. It was like this was all planned, this evil attack and the barbaric uh, evil outpouring on the Israeli people. And then suddenly, the hatred for the Jews that sprung up that is so broad and wide that I've been shocked. I've been told that I really always have something to say, but I'm almost speechless at what I am seeing. And it's not just coming from a few places. It's coming from universities, schools, mass protests, governments, the UN, all supporting Hamas and this evil terrorist organization. And it keeps expanding with lies and misinformation about the Jewish people and the land they call home. And it's in our press, which is distorting what is really going on and what the truth really is. And I want to deal with this one of those issues today. When you hear and see high school students and college-age students chanting out, from the river to the sea, free Palestine, I think it's pretty clear that they're not idologues. They don't really have a deep passion about this or history in this. 
they are repeating what they're told by this dysfunctional and propaganda machine that's taken over our schools. Our textbooks have been rewritten by Marxist and socialist views that distort the history of our country. Friends, we've been asleep at the wheel. I've been asleep at the wheel. This has happened on our watch. We can't blame those that have gone before us. But today, I want to share what my investigation has revealed about the land called Israel and Palestine. Here are the facts. Palestine was not an Arab nation in 1948 when the nation of Israel was recognized by the United Nations. So the Jewish people did not take over Arab territory. Great Britain had authority over the Middle East until they were weighed down with responsibility and all the chaos and the volatile area. They asked the UN for help. Before Great Britain was given the responsibility after the First World War for this area, the Turks had controlled this area since the 1500s. And you might recall, the Turks aren't Arab. Palestine has never been the name of a country. The name Palestine came from the second century after an uprising by the Jews, and there had been several, and the Romans were just fed up with the Jews. They were tired of the rebellion. They wanted to get them out of the territory, so they moved them out, moved soldiers back in along with the people that were living there, and they renamed the land. Israel became Philistia, which was to take on the nation of the Philistines, which you might remember that nation, which then the Babylonians destroyed that later on. But there was a battle there that was very famous when this little shepherd boy, 17-year-old David, who later became King David, that uh, uh, slew the giant Goliath with his slingshot. That's where the name Philistia came from, and then later was uh, morphed into uh, Palestine. The name turned Israel into Palestine, not some Arab country. There was no connection to the present-day Arab war. Palestine was a region, not a nation. There was never a government, never a prime minister, president, or even a dictator. There had never been an identity with the Arab world, as Muhammad wasn't born until the 6th century, and the Romans labeled the area Palestine in the 2nd century AD, a few hundred years before Muhammad was born. In 1947, the United Nations extended this invitation to two nations to be formed. The UN plan was for the Arab nation on the west side of the Jordan River, but the Arab world refused the offer, said, no way, we want it all. And the second part of the plan was a Jewish state on the other side, which the Jewish uh, people accepted. And in May 1948, the modern-day Israel was born. Now, listen in. Lean in here. The day after Israel became a nation, one day, the Arab world, the five nations around them, and the Arabs within Palestine declared war on Israel. A one-day-old nation facing five Nations with standing army that had been governments and had all the resources that they had available. To the world's surprise, Israel's day-old government defeated the standing armies of the five nations. The Arab people on the West Bank could have had freedom. They, they could have been prosperous, but they chose to attempt to drive the Jews into the sea. Israel defended the territory had been granted, and Jordan then had control of the West Bank and Egypt control of Gaza, where it was the territory that the UN had offered to the Arab world. The Arabs in the West Bank became part of Jordan, and the 
in the Gaza Strip, the Arabs became part of uh, Egypt. Now then comes along the PLO, the Palestine Liberation uh, Organization, which was created by Yasser Arafat. And they decided to uh, start creating a war to reclaim their homeland. And, but they, they weren't fighting for the land that the UN had given them. They wanted the land that had been given to Israel. So in reality, if they'd wanted to set up a homeland of their own, they should have been fighting Jordan and Egypt to get back the territory that they received after that a war that uh, Israel defeated them on. Prior to 1948, everyone living in Palestine, Arab or Jew, they were called Palestinians. And the fact is, Palestine has only been the home of one country, and that's Israel. King David set up Jerusalem as the capital of Israel in 1000 BC. And if you do the math, that was 1,500 years before Muhammad was born. When you hear that Israel was only formed in 1948, so they had no ancestral right to the land, the facts don't support that. In reality, all the countries of the Middle East were newly formed, and only Israel had a history in the land. Jordan was created in 1922 by Great Britain on land given, ironically, to Abraham for an everlasting possession to the Jewish people. And then Jordan received independence in 1946. Lebanon received independence from France in 1943. And then Syria also received independence from France. And then Iraq became an independent nation in 1958. Now, these were the nations that were created from the Turk-Ottoman Empire after the First World War. There wasn't a long history. I want to say this at this point, too. This is not about being anti-Arab. I have a kind of unique background, being an investigator, a Christian studying in the U.S. Uh, I was uh, thrust into the Middle East and Israel and Lebanon in the 70s, and that was where my interest in uh, counterterrorism and intelligence began. And then after 9-11, I found myself set up in Riyadh with relationships with the royal family, and, I, and they all knew my background and said, we know who you are, and, and they would say, we got back doors to Israel anyway. And so I have great friends all over the world. I have great friends in the Arab world, close friends that I admire and, and genuinely love as my brothers. And then in Israel, great close friends. So this is not about taking on one race or the other. I'm an investigator who deals in facts. And these are the facts of history, which supports it in records and documents. So to those who don't want to believe these facts, please don't get bad at me. I'm just a messenger. Discuss it with God, who is the originator of these facts. Remember who is behind this evil. Leaders of Iran who promote terrorism all over the world and whose main purpose is to destroy Israel and every Jewish person in the world. Listen to this, friends, closely. Evil can only prosper when good people are silent. And today, so many of us have been pushed into silence by the threat of being canceled, called names, or having our uh, incomes uh, destroyed. So we've been silent. It's interesting what has been found on a lot of the terrorists that were killed or taken hostage. They had hit pamphlets with descriptions of pictures and how to brutally kill people, along with pills that were psychedelic-type pills that were taken from some of the terrorists that went back and found that they came from Iran, but these created this psychedelic high 
that uh, the more they killed, the more like this fed, uh, this ongoing uh, murderous scheme in their minds. It's kind of like a zombie, but, but they had um, guns and knives. And interesting to note that it was said that Hamas's desire was to spread out a lot further. And what happened was, in some of these villages and places where these terrorists were killing people, because of these drug-induced stupors they were in, they stayed in these areas a lot longer instead of moving out to other villages and other towns. And it was been said that there, there could have been 5,000 people killed in the time they had, had their plan worked out. So God does work in mysterious ways to protect his people, even when there's been so much evil done against them. The question is, will we be finding ourselves in a position that the church and the good people of Germany found themselves when Hitler was rising in Germany? Well, that position was that they thought they could control Hitler. They thought that they could rein in evil, that he really was as bad as what they were saying that he was. And and so they went along with him and he told them, oh yeah, I'm even a Christian and you're going to be able to do your thing in churches. Yeah, we'll just go along. We'll make a better Germany. And they bought into it. And the majority of the Christian leaders in the world bought into it. But by the time they realized uh, that wasn't going to be so, that Hitler was coming after them, they hid in their homes, they put their uh, cells out of sight and kept silent, hoping they would be avoided by the vengeance of Hitler. And it was interesting, too. In a book by Eric Metak, just on uh, the life of uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he relates some instances there that uh, Bonhoeffer had talked about that on many of the churches had railroad tracks going close by. And when trains would come by on Sunday, the boxcars loaded with Jewish people crying out for help that the churches would just sing loud to drown out the cries for help. God help America that we don't get that way. The fact is the Palestine has only been the home of the Jews. So the Jews are not stealing someone else's homeland. Will you come out of the crowd with me? Or will you remain in the crowd, ignoring the evil raging around as if it won't touch you if you're just silent? Silence doesn't work, my friends. There's much more to talk about, but we'll save that for another time. Would you please help me get this message out? Would you like, share, click on the subscribe button, and hit that notification bell so you'll be notified of others. But get this message out to all you can so that we can get other people coming out of the crowd. Please leave any comments that you would like on any of the platforms, or you can email me at plittlepi777 at gcom. Remember, all of our lone voices, if we bring them together, we can become thousands and we can make a difference. Will you come out of the crowd? Until next time, be safe. May God bless you, your family, and may God bless America.